Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cherries fans. Well, it was an alarming Sunday at Dean Court as West Ham thrashed AFC Bournemouth 4-0. They now leapfrog us in the table and they're causing some Cherries fans to nervously look over their shoulder. On this show with myself, Sam Davis. And me, Tom Jordan. We are going to dissect the game, but also tackle the wider issues as well. And thanks to everyone on social media that's replied to our tweet where we've asked some opinions about how you're feeling. Is it just a blip? Are there more concerns other than the result itself? And that we need to pay tribute to West Ham as well, tackle the perennial cherries inconsistencies. And also, we'll try to do things in a constructive way, Tom. But it's fair to say that some fans are still not sure whether we're safe or not. And I'm I'm one of them. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's football, isn't it? You uh, win a couple of games and then you go, oh, we look safe now. And then you go, yeah, but if you lose the next couple, yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just football. I think it was more the... Uh, performance levels we had particularly against Tottenham that you it felt like we turned a little bit of a corner but listen also I think you, you win like we won against Tottenham I think you are going to get a bit carried away just like people get carried away the other way which I'm one of them as well that when you lose you start getting really you know down sure. that rabbit hole I think it's just that's just the way it is but um, you'd still say we're in a really really good position um, and odds and you know pundits and all that would, would say the same we are still in a good position yeah. um, and this week's a big one but um, yeah we're in, a, we're in a position that even if the worst case scenario and we lose two games we still we still should be not we won't be dead and buried is what I mean and we've had some tough fixtures on paper so yeah it's um, that people are going to start looking over the shoulders now but that was always going to happen if we lost the football match I think a lot of people thought we'd get something mm. um, with the little turn of form we've had but then equally you've got to look at it and go we've just first time we've got back to back what the chance we get three in a row? Yeah. Quite unlikely when you think about it. But as you said, mate, you've got to give credit to West Ham because I thought they were stubborn, professional um, and thoroughly deserved the win. Without being, I spoke to a few West Ham fans, it probably wasn't a 4-0 game. They're like set piece and things yeah. like that. But control-wise, they, they were fine. Let us have the ball and we didn't hurt them at all, did we? They're a team full of confidence yeah. with good momentum. We thought that it might affect them playing in the week, but not the case. Mm. And... Well, however you're taking this in today, whether it's on the audio pod or YouTube, just want to say thank you very much and uh, all the support that we've had also via our Kofi, details of which we will give you later on as well. Thank you so much. Sunday fixtures, 
really don't like them, mate. And yeah, uh, yeah it proved to be the case. Now, yes, we haven't got any points against West Ham this season. All goals. All goals. <laughs> They're a side that aren't actually as, as bad as their league position suggests. And when you take a look at the form table, mm. we'll take a look at it early doors, check it out now. You can see that they are right up there. And Spurs, who we actually beat the other week, they're, they're a bottom half form table side. So given the fact that Spurs also got battered <laughs> 6-1 by Newcastle, I'm starting to think, Actually, like, three points from those games is actually all right. It just yes. happened in the order that we didn't think it was going to happen in. Yeah, and I think um, ideally you'd rather beat a team that are closer to you. But will I swap it for the limbs that we had? Probably not. So, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, I think that's what you do in it when you see a performance like, like we did. You start going and then you see the Tottenham score. You start going, oh, was it that good a win? You I do know, start doing that. Thing. But equally, you know, you just got to play the opposition in front of you. And uh, we still we still perform well. And as long as you get there, we've done enough to win the game. And Tottenham's still got some good players. Mm-hmm. And you've got to remember as well, Newcastle are bloody good. And they can do that to teams. It's kind of... The way we all know Eddie starts games and the way Newcastle starts games, that's probably been coming and uh, probably didn't expect it to be Tottenham, but but fair play to them. But yeah, it's as you say, mate, you, you would have taken three out of them too. So yeah. if you do it in isolation like that, then, then it doesn't look as bad. You certainly would have taken six out of the three, wouldn't you? So mm. it's what it is. I just think that, yeah, it felt like we turned a little bit of a corner and we'll, we'll go into it, mate. But I know you said, and a few people have said, it's that you're kind of craving consistency. And I... I I would never say consistency in terms of results because I of think we're, we're Bournemouth. You're not going to win every week. It's going to be win, lose, draw. Oh, yeah. accept, all, accept all that. But I want a bit more consistency in knowing how we play. Um, so you can make loads of examples about a team that whatever form they're on, however they're playing, you know you know what's, you know know if they're a possession team, mm. you know if they're a counter-attacking team, you know if they're a team that are really low block and play for set pieces, for example. You know you always know what Burnley did, for example. You know what Brighton do. Yeah. You, all, all ends of the table. You kind of know what you're going to get from teams. Even Leeds are struggling. You know they'll have a go, but they, they're weak at the back, so they just kind of go, you know, go toe-to-toe with you. With us, I'm just not sure. And I don't really... We change system from one week to the next. And also player positions as yeah. well are so inconsistent as well. Lloyd Kelly doesn't know if he's a left-back or left-centre-half. I don't know what he... He don't, probably doesn't know what he is. Tavernier's played about four positions in the last three games or something. Um, yeah, and it's it's that side of it that frustrates me. I, you start thinking, oh, hang on a minute. When you see like, the Liverpool game and obviously the Tottenham, you think, oh, we're quite... Uh, yeah, we don't have all the ball, but we soak it up and then we've got this pace from the January signings mm. on the break. That's going to be the way we're going to work it. Mm. And then suddenly you go, oh, we're not trying to play that way anymore. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then one week you're going, oh, a bit, that's good because Dom's up there, but we always try and get Billing close. And then you play a game and go, oh, no, hang on, Billing's in a double pivot now, defensive. I don't, I just want to have consistency in thinking this is our style, this is our identity. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to win some and lose some. It feels that certain teams we play are conducive to us having a good game. Yeah. So Liverpool, Spurs as well. Leicester to some extent because they were quite open yeah. uh, and some of the teams if they play in a particular style it's our it's our best opportunity so when we do play sides with a low block mm. the, I wouldn't say I think West Ham had the, had the best of both worlds really because I think they played how we would want to play mm. weirdly yeah, um, but we don't seem to be able to break it down and in this game we are going to concentrate on moments within the game but not so much because there's a wider conversation to be had I thought that our football to take us up to their final third okay. was good um, but then it's just trying to get through mm. and we we can't seemingly do that when they hang back. And yeah. I said on the uh, on the vlog at the end, like we could have played a few games in a row and still not scored. Yeah, it's it's a frustrating thing. I'm, I'm not doing a told you so already for that because I really hope I'm wrong. Go on, do I, it. Go, go yeah, do it. Go no, on. I really hope I'm I'm wrong and I, I get a lot of things wrong. I just remember I don't know how long ago it was, 
but I was saying to off air, I remember kind of off that really bad run we had, and then everyone was going, it's like, but look at the fixtures near the end, once we got these out of the way, I think we had like Arsenal City and all that, and once we got these out of the way, the fixtures are so much better, and I remember on a few, I think it was fan cams, probably on these second look shows as well, going, I'm not convinced by that because mm. I think we're better suited to playing counter attack against teams that have the ball. My worry is playing these sort of teams that we've got. To, they are they'll go. Go on then, go on then, break us down. Because do, do you remember our next opponent, Southampton, getting an early goal and going, go on then, we could do anything. Um, and we're probably going to go into it, mate. But all our, including the West Ham game, all the fixtures we got left, barring the last game of the season, which is going to be Everton, we've lost every single reverse fixture. And that's and that's the scary thing. It's almost like the the optimum position that we can get results in is between if the team's like in 7th and 13th mm. or something mm. Mm. And, they, and those are the teams we really want to play and you've, you've, when we don't yeah. it's going to be our one and, and you've only got to look at you know I, I mentioned it earlier about you know Newcastle currently sat in 3rd we didn't lose to them no we didn't lose you know I, I think there's this thing of everyone does it so uh, everyone does do it and you go well 3 points there we won't win that well 3 points there we won't win that when really, where's where's the actual evidence in that? Mm. Really, when you look at the teams we beat this season, yes, there's a few exceptions, of course, Leicester being a big one um, that we managed to do the double over. But in general, are we a lot better against the lower teams than we are against teams? But no, no, no we're really not. So I never thought this would be plain sailing. I just felt that the last few games, we turned a bit of a corner. I thought, right, he knows what how he wants his team to play now. This is how we're going to be for the remainder. And then we change again. Mm. And it's it's just a little bit confusing. Um, and particularly at home, obviously there's been exceptions. Um, battered Everton just before the break. Um, the Liverpool win that we um, spoke about. But I found it. Ve- I, f- I find in general, home games this season, I find, found it very dull. Mm. Uh, on, on the whole, there's been a few exceptions. But I find it really difficult. Atmosphere done now, because it's been, been really, really, really flat. Yeah, so I look at them, and I know there's been exceptions. But I just think, mate, that in general, at home... Oh, yeah, exceptions. Everton, Leicester, Liverpool. But in general, I kind of feel a little bit more at ease when we're away from home and a team goes, right, we're going to have to go for Bournemouth here. We should be beating Bournemouth and we can pick them off. Whereas when teams come to us and go, go on then, that's when we struggle, mate. So, yeah, I'd I, I just like to see us have a little bit... I don't really know how we're going to set up what the plan is from one game to the next. Mm. Um, and that's a little bit of a concern because I'd just like to kind of know what we're about a little bit. I thought we were going to be this counter-attacking team, but then we change again. Just, yeah, so yeah, frustrating, mate. It's, it's so hard. I've been I've been looking at the reaction on Twitter, and it, it, Twitter is the most reactionary mm. platform. I'm not in any Facebook groups. I'm not on Facebook, so I can't imagine what they're talking about in there. But, um, you know, there's a lot of debate to be had. Of course, Gary Neal's name has been mentioned and brought up. There was someone a screenshot of some uh, video or something that said that the fans were toxic or something, which I, I don't think it's particularly toxic. There's no. just people disagreeing over certain things. One of which I saw today actually was quite interesting with regards to, well, like if you think it's bad now, just, you know, wind back 15 years ago when we were losing to Barnet sort of thing. And yeah. it's almost like sometimes our, with some supports, the history holds us back a little bit. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. I think I agree with you in terms of, I don't think it's toxic at the moment. I, think I would describe it as flat. Yeah, just really um, flat. And, and that reflects showed that. Yeah, and that reflects performance. But as you say, we, you know, before the ball's kicked, I still think we need to get it get it going a little bit more. But but equally, you know, it's understandably flat when you you know the scoreline is what it is um, early on in the game. Um, but yeah, I yeah, and the, the Gary Neal figures it is a difficult one. I mean, everyone's a bit reactionary, you know. The limbs from last week to then, you know, the negative. I'm, I'm one of them, and then you get really frustrated. And, you, and I use Twitter like a lot of people do. It's kind of like get get it all out there and just type away and just just get it off my chest a little bit. But it's not any sort of what's the word agenda or anything like that. I remember, 
you know, last week, as much as we're all buzzing, I remember being on Twitter loads, being really annoyed at how all pundits mm. and match of the day are raving about, you know, manager of the season because we beat Tottenham. Um, when you watch it every week, it's it hasn't been what they're explaining it to mm. be. Um, and, you know, I, I try and go game from game because you don't want it to look like you've got this whole agenda. I think it's pretty obvious that I, I personally sat here right now, I think we'll probably do enough mm. and that'll be, cheers, guys, done enough, brilliant. That's, that's all we need in this season. Right now, do I believe he's the best? Am I convinced that he's no. he could be this really good coach, but am I convinced that we can take this gamble going forward and we're going to progress? Haven't seen enough, and that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the kind of going back 15 years, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. I mean, so you're saying so Man City should take 10th for it, because well, they used yeah, to be in League 2, right. mate. Yeah, exactly. They used to be in League yeah. 2. So, I mean, how can you compare... A game when we were in League Two, when we were and Southampton fans putting money in buckets mm. to try and keep the club going, so we just spent nearly hundred million in one month. Yeah, exactly. It's That's not comparable. I, I get that you could still be like, oh, this is I'm loving being in the Premier League, you know. It's really, but you can't then go, yeah, well, you know, Slanky had scored that many, but remember when we were in League Two? That's the thing. Doing look, the um, I think you know the people in the AFC Bournemouth hierarchy show they've got the mentality, this kind of always advance, never retreat mentality by. Mm. flashing so much cash at certain players and like even we are restricted by the stadium we're in but there are plans to move forward and even what's being done with the facility that we do have you can see they are trying to make it better which is which is where the whole contrast lies with the decision that they made in the first place but yeah. I don't I don't particularly want this all to be about no, Gary because we've we've had this conversation before yeah but look let's take a look at some stats now let's let's just park the conversation for a bit and we can take a look at the league table Bournemouth have dropped a little bit closer to the relegation zone. Down one place and one point closer as well. Mm. We've got a gap of five points. As you can see, West Ham not only leapfrogged us, they, they're actually in 13th place mm. at the moment as well. I feel their, their goal difference is virtually a point as well, by the way. Yes. Uh, only minus eight compared to, you know, minus 32 for us, for example. Absolutely. Yeah, so. So that's That was big. I do think that was kind of a a winner's virtually there kind of game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, credit to West Ham, they're not going to be in any trouble. I actually think it's probably going to be three from six and we're at the top of that at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I thought that we might have been out of it, but not the case. The other 14 baseline tracker table, this is where you should be getting points. Southampton have, have moved from minus 10 to minus nine. Obviously that point mm. at the Emirates was... Um, well, I mean, it could have been three points. Thanks to Saka, it wasn't. But Bournemouth, it's passed down to minus three. Yeah. If you need more explanation of that, go to the other 14 on Twitter. But you can see a pattern forming. Yeah. Leicester, Forest, Southampton. Are those going to be the teams? I think the bottom six mm. that you can see there is probably how it's going to stay. So, mm. yeah. Look, we're going to go through the match. We won't talk about the different elements in the game too much. But you know what? Mm. Before the game, chat with a few people. I maybe, perhaps should have chatted to you for team news rather than Tiggs, but to me it looked like a four at the back. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm looking online in various places and it's a three, but then I'm seeing the game start and it looks like it's a three at times and then four at other times. Players mm. are being asked to do all sorts of different roles and I'm confused watching. It seems yeah. like the, conf the players were confused because, well, we had two, two good minutes at the very start yeah. of the game where we had some... Had a bit of the ball. And, yeah, we had a bit of the ball. Had an attack of, of sorts, but then uh, West Ham scored relatively. But when you saw that, yeah, did you? I mean, did you like it? It was about what was expected, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was what we uh, predicted in the preview. I, I assumed it was a four because of the the personnel. Um, like, so obviously Vini going out and Smithy coming in. Thought, yeah, that just nudges Kelly over. Um, 
and yeah, we, we go with a four. But as you say, at times it looked like a three. It looked like Tav was back the wing back and Kelly was inside. Couldn't really work. And this this what goes back to the point I made earlier. I don't really... I think personally it, it, it starts one way, changes 10 minutes later, then changes back. Mm. And then and then there was one point later in the second half where we had Meppham and Stevens, and then they just literally switched. I don't know why. Um, and that, that I just think it confuses the hell out of everyone. Mm. Not just sports. I think the players sometimes think... I mean, I'm sure you go into like... You know, kind of average positions, all them stuff. I know uh, Smithy didn't have a good game. He's on his own down that right, that whole right hand yeah, side is just Adam Smith because Christie obviously comes in, and then the left hand side's overloaded. I don't really know what we're we're really trying to do at times. Um, there were definitely points in the game where Tab was virtually wing back, um, but yeah, I, I couldn't really. I think that's that that goes back to everything. That's that's the issue is we're talking after the game, and I'm not really sure if we played a three or a four. To be honest, mm. I, I'm really not sure. I can't work it out, um, and I, I do think the players struggle with their instructions. It's overcomplicating things at times, I yeah. think. But we had the personnel to to go with that four, so I'm surprised we didn't. But yeah, uh, it was it was a frustrating start in the sense that it didn't. There wasn't much of the game, but we looked good, and then set piece mate, which I don't. How we're not these set pieces are just. And my, I am really fearful of our next game is against James Ward Prowse. Uh, yeah. Not only that, but also if they play the big man up top as well, mm, true. then they put, that's that's a real concern. Sell us in the crowd, one of the manager. Yeah, I mean, was. he'll certainly be looking at that going, cool, get some lumps in. They scored a header from a corner against Arsenal, didn't they, as well? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a worry. So, we're just looking at a still now of mm. the moment the ball came in and Antonio headed it in. I'm counting every single Cherries player <laughs> is in that penalty box. Mm. 11 as opposed to their one, two, three, four, five, with Declan Rice just sat on the edge of the box. So, yeah, we got 11, mm. and they've got five. Antonio wins the header, but it felt like there was no one near him. No, it's almost... How can that happen? So this is zonal marking gone wrong. This is another set-piece issue. Yeah. And I know that Gary O'Neill's not responsible for himself being in the position on mm. the pitch that he should be, but there's obviously an issue here. There's obviously an issue. Mate, we've conceded nearly... 20 goals from set pieces it's it's and this started all the way back in was it one of Gary Neal's uh, first game was the Wolves game wasn't it? and then it was the Forest 3-2 yeah. and they scored a set piece in that game so this has started right at the start and this hasn't this hasn't stopped at all mm. all all season we've had a problem so I don't know why we're not you you, you keep doing the same thing you're going to have the you're going to have the same sort of issues and yeah I couldn't really work out what was going on um, as you say it's all kind of zonal so no one has that was I kind of I like man marking because you've got responsibility you know who should have done better mm. In this, I'm not sure. He wanders forward and kind of gets in between, I think it's uh, Dom and, and Lerma. Mm. I think Lerma gets a little bit stuck to the ball. I, but this is the thing with Zonal. I don't know if that's what Lerma's role is. I don't know what their duty is from, from set pieces. But either way, but what, what Antonio it, just gets in between two of them. It's well, not difficult. What makes it mad? He doesn't move when the corner's taken. There's there's movement from all our players, but he just stands yeah, he just in the stands same still. spot, which is yeah. absolutely concerning. Yeah, really good, good, good point, Blackheader, from him. And uh, now can't do anything. But yeah, it was... It looked it looked even worse in real time, right behind that goal, and it looked it looked schoolboy. But um, I don't know whether it's true or not. But someone behind me in the in the Ted Max said that uh, throughout this season, you may have seen it on the vlog, um, West Ham haven't scored in the first fifteen minutes at all this season until today, where they've scored two. Two, lovely, yeah. <laughs> what well, what a lovely record for us yeah. to be breaking. And you've also and got to remember that um, said about set pieces this season, and at their place, by the way. You know, it was, I know, I know, it was that VAR thing, but that was from a set piece as well. We've got these warning signs, and they're quite a big. Size. Antonio's not one of them, by the way, which is which is even more um, laughable. But they've got some big units in there, and I'm surprised. We must. I mean, you always say that kind of thing of, um, you know, why aren't we working on it? We must be. Yeah. But we're whatever we're doing is is not is not right. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, Antonio and who got the second, Paqueta, yeah. are not exactly giants, are they? Um, no. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a concern, mate. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's what's concerning, Jack Stevens is uh, six foot one, uh, mm. Paqueta is five foot 11 inches. I know there's not a lot between it, but when that ball hangs up, when Jack Stevens is, is looking favourite to that, I mean, that... Let's just talk about Jack Stevens. It's possibly yeah, he's been great for us. He's been brilliant, been brilliant, but that 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 wasn't one of his best games in a red and black shirt, was it? At all? Uh, probably his worst. Yeah. Um, like you say, he has he has been very good for us. Um, he's kind of as 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 the ball comes in, like you say, the height difference. But Paquette gets a little bit of a run on him, which means he can get the leap. Whereas Jack Stevens is flat footed and he can't get up. Um, but yeah, he had a he had a really poor game, and obviously he's. My worry for him personally, from a personal point of view, is he knows he can't play in the next game because it's mm. his parent club, Southampton. If, say, as we probably expect, Sinesi comes in and plays well, mm. Stevens might not have another game for us. No, Do you know that's what I mean? Right. Because that's, that's how it could be. Yeah, and that's the, the way that Gary O'Neill picks his And that's the only reason Stevens coming in the first place yeah. was because he come in because of it and then he just kept his spot, and, he, and rightly so. But he, could, he must know now that if we play well on Thursday, he might not get a spot back. He had a really bad game. You'll see later on as well. Even with the ball, I thought he was really, really bad. Do you think Lloyd Kelly could have done better there? Because he's almost ushering the cross in uh, in his positioning there. Lloyd Kelly almost starts their move as well by playing a really, really poor pass um, to Tavernier um, right at the start of the move. He tries to play a... Tavernier's first touch isn't brilliant. Mm. Um, you know he's got to take responsibility, but Kelly plays a silly pass to him in the first place. Another player who's improved a lot. We've been uh, praising him lately because he deserved it. But I thought he was back to uh, he had a stinker. Him and Stevens are probably the two the two poorest out of everyone but yeah it was another really really poor goal and like I say it's not a set piece but it's as close to a set piece as you can get a ball out wide crossed into the box and a easy header I don't know officially but I can't remember seeing Paqueta score many headers um, no. yeah he's certainly not known for that but yeah and then it's always an uphill task mate and they've basically put a couple of balls in the box and they're tuning up yeah and, the, and and like I say we we had a lot of the ball after this but that's because they sat back and they yeah. didn't really and I think someone on the fan cams Lee thank you so much for coming on and I couldn't tell if you were being ironic at one stage because you were uh, you were talking up a number of elements of AC Bournemouth's performance, which I must admit I was a little bit confused by. And you know, just because we've had a lot of the ball, it doesn't necessarily mean much, does it? It's not always a good thing. And you were saying sometimes you can you can almost see the stats after a game and not know the result. I know this is in hindsight because you're always there at every game, but if you weren't there, you would almost know the outcome based on the possession stats. If we're at home, we've had over 60% possession. I think we've probably lost that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that probably means they've nicked a goal or two and just let us out of it. I always remember, uh, was it Chelsea away? I think it was Chelsea away um, just after the break, wasn't it? And we were 2-0 down at half-time. Mm. Um, I think it finished 2-0, didn't it? Yeah. And everyone went, yeah, but the positives from the second half, yeah, cool. I think we, we were much better in the second half, obviously. But I remember thinking, you've got to take some pitch off. They're 2-0 up. Mm. They don't have to do anything. What's the point of them? So they just go, go on, if you ain't going to score two against us, right. you ain't potent enough. So we'll just sit here and they never, we never look like scoring against them. And I remember that being one where everyone was saying, yeah, but look at the second half. Stat. They've got the game in the bag. Yeah. They've got it in the bag. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, West Ham played it perfectly, I thought. Um, we had a few little half chances, didn't we? Dom had the... Dom had the running behind. I think Lerma hit one straight at the keeper. Yeah, Dom's Dom's angle was was very tight yeah. there. He was never really going to beat Fabianski from there. But then Lerma, yeah, good effort and just like one of them, he does it a few times. So it's that frustration. Just seems like he just whacks one. I was just surprised he didn't clear the bar. So he's not. He's not got a great record with that end of the pitch. No. But um, it wasn't too long mm. before West Ham made it three. And I gather with the timing of the <laughs> goal, mate, that is another one that isn't in the Tom Jordan yeah. memory bank, right? Yeah, I'm not. Um, not too bothered about that. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't. Didn't see this goal. Um, just heard it was a set piece and thought, here we go. So then, obviously, you've watched it back loads since. 
yeah, poor from a set piece. Obviously, watch the vlog. You said oh, I thought they were going to score there, and then they did. Um, <laughs> I'm really not happy with Philip Billing from this. Uh, you watch it now; it's a good angle that we we've got it on now. He turns he turns his back when he hits his ball. He turns his back. If he stands up, goes and closes down like you should do, he could block that. He turns his back to the ball straight away. As soon as Declan Rice hits that, he turns his back. Um, that's poor. And Billing's not the you, you'd rather have a centre half there or. You know, just just get your body in front of it. He he makes a poor attempt. He charges out like he's going to do something yeah. and doesn't. But yeah, like you said, that can still deflect off him and go wide. The way the game was going for us, it was always going to end up in, wasn't it? Um, but again, it's from a set piece that we don't deal with straight away. It just kind of floats over. No one gets a good head on it. And Roy said to smash it in. But yeah, that was one of them things. It could have gone anywhere. But um, yeah, the way the game was going, it's no surprise it went in the back of the net. And that um, that kills the game as a contest, really. 3-0, the way we were playing. You, we weren't going to go on and get anything out of the game. And I think that was shown with his substitution and stuff at half-time, to be honest with you. The game was done. And at half-time, 10,000 phones went off. Mine so didn't. yours didn't, because well, you, you turned it, yeah. them off. So if there's if there's a major incident or a flood I'll or something... I'll put it back on. You, put it back yeah, on. But oh, you just put it back on. It was just for that. And <laughs> it certainly gave the fans a little bit of a wake-up. It wasn't as loud as I thought it was going to be. What was it? Because you would have been outside no, the North outside, yeah. Was it? Did you have like, many beeps or not really? Yeah, it was quite funny. Everyone just... It's all started again. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that loud. It was. Uh... I thought it was going to be this sort of cacophony of sound, mm. but it really wasn't. Um, you could say it. It gave the fans a little bit of a wake-up call. Didn't didn't work for the players though, did it? No. Oh my goodness! I think that uh, it. I think we made a substitution, didn't we? Immediately afterwards. Uh, Rothwell. Yeah, that was right. Joe and I, th- I feel sorry for Rothwell, but mm. I, I, I was saying to Tiggs, who I sat next to, that. He, he was one of our sort of more creative players, but then it was 3-0. So, mm. And from that point in time, it almost felt like a bit of an experiment, like almost yeah. like the actual SMS thing itself yeah. from the government. It, <laughs> it it felt like, and especially on 61 minutes when more changes were made, like mm. Gary O'Neill at that point just thought, okay, the game's gone now. Yeah. Let's maybe experiment, but also save some legs yeah. for the game coming up on Thursday. Yeah, well, there's no... I'm not going to go and criticise the half-time substitution in the sense we're free or down. Um, said before, we've, we've, I think it's quite quick to forget how much of the season Rothwell's missed. So I think he's probably... He probably gets fatigued. Look, he's come off a lot, and where you think, oh, did we didn't even take Rothwell off? Yeah. But I wonder if he's still struggling to get through 90. And, and he, in my opinion, was one of our better players. So maybe he's thinking, I don't want you to get injured. Like, mm. come off, you know, now and, and give Kiefer an opportunity. And I think we just looked at the game and thought... Let's try and go a little bit more direct. Chuck mm-hmm. I still, I still believe that when you three 0 down, there's got to be a part of you. You saw it in the Tottenham Newcastle game where they brought centre half on when they were five 0 down Tottenham, um, of damage limitation. Don't let this be six, seven. And I still think Keith Moore, which he did by the way, will win a few headers from corners, yeah, defensively as well as offensively. Um, it it always confuses me when I I quite like Keith for being a plan B. To be honest with you, don't mind him at all. I think it's good to have that in your locker, but. Um, the player hasn't been deemed good enough the whole year to make an impact. Why is he suddenly good enough now? That's what I just think. Uh, uh, Gary I, never makes puts Keith Moore on when we need to get back into a game. So is this one of the inconsistencies? Uh, you're not looking at results, sure, but you're looking at these little minutiae within games. Like, it's but, odd. but why? And surely, Keith is your your man. You want to pump balls in the box too. So if we take a look at our average positions, mm. why is it that once the substitutions are made? We then go narrower. Surely we're supposed to be getting men out mm. wide and pumping the balls in. And by the way, our crossing, I was really annoyed at how, how bad our crossing was. Our corners never seem to be never the first man. Well. Often our, our crosses are just loopy, which means the striker's got to generate their own header. Compare that, contrast that with West Ham's, mm. where their pinpoint accuracy, yeah. and they're, they're actually superb. Um, but 
But yes, that, that baffled me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's exactly the, the point I was going to make. Is you you don't have Kiefer Moore and you're you're in a certain way, and then you bring Kiefer Moore and you think right, we're going to get wide, get balls, and you become narrower. Is why a lot of us scratching our heads and going, I don't really understand. Um, but yeah, and then the you said the treble change you made after that. One of them's definitely Smithy because if if he gets booked now, yeah. you know how stupid does that look? Because everyone will go, we're throwing him down, we need to take him off. Um, so he done that. Um, we put Anthony at like right. I feel so sorry for Anthony by the way. I'm not saying he's a bill and end all, but he's never really let us down yeah, without being brilliant. Yeah. He and the only time he seems to come on is like I will put the wing back. I thought it's not his but what's he supposed to do? And he still managed to get a ball on his left foot and have a have a yeah. go to be fair to him. Um Vigna for Kelly, I think Kelly was just having one of them games, give Vigna a run out, get him some made sense. And I actually thought Vigna showed a little bit going forward and I actually thought Dongo would come on as well, didn't he for Christie? Christie I thought was energetic as he always is. Um, by the way, we all know his inconsistencies and, well, probably consistent um, yes. in terms of not getting the numbers. But I think for how lethargic I felt we looked, I thought at least he'd given us some sort of energy. Yeah. Um, but Dongo, to be fair, to have tried to run at people, that's all you expect from an impact sub, and he tried his best. Um, there was one that he dra- dragged wide at the time, yeah. wasn't it, where he went forward, isolated. But a good little bit of feet. Um, but yeah, I don't think the subs were, were really to try and suddenly come back and win the game. I think they would get some minutes under our belt, take some players off, and trying to see it out to be honest and we nearly saw it out for a 3-0 I suppose yeah we nearly did uh, but I've got to say I think David Moyes made some substitutions not long after that and he he managed that really well I thought yeah, that, that whole performance didn't he and he, he put um, Ings and Fornals on and obviously uh, Fornals made it 4-0 later on Antonio and Ben Rahm were coming off but I th- I just thought the experience there showed mm. really did show 4-0 Fornals for yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's obviously it's it's easier when you're freeing it up to to make better decisions because the game's virtually yours. Mm-hmm. But I agree, mate. I think he, sh- I think West Ham, uh, it's gone to West Ham a little bit. I think seen in recent weeks, they're in you know right at the latter stages of a European competition as well as being in a relegation dogfight a few days later. And he's managing it well now, and he's starting to. I know there's been question marks over. He's starting to show that when it gets this point of the season, which off subject a little bit, but it's why I think a lot of people think that Everton will just do enough because of the Deutsch factor. I think it's similar with West Ham. Yes, they've got good players, but they've also got manager goes, calm down, I've been here and done this. Yeah. I've been here and done this. I know how to sit and that, that's what happened. And yeah, no no better feeling, I guess, for a manager when you're freeing it up, you bring on a player and he goes and scores and he hasn't scored many and uh, four nails gets it's almost scorpion kickish, wasn't it? What yeah. a goal. He what does a really goal well. It, it was almost like it happened in slow motion. But it's mm. like, what, Rene Higuita? Do you remember that? Uh, yes, uh, Colombian. Yeah, for, for a Jamie Redknapp sort of. I don't know what it was, a cross-come shot. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, and it was like that, but it crossed over the line. Yeah. Like, it, about three miles per hour. But It looked like wow, it might, might just go wide. But yeah, yeah, it, it collected well. With but with, with that goal as well, just going to that briefly, that was, again, what we were talking about earlier, was Stevens coming out and, and just a sloppy pass. Um, it's, there's a lot of things happen for them to score it. Um, but yeah, he... He made a sloppy pass again, and then obviously they had the fifth that got disallowed, which I know it got disallowed and he was offside, so all good stuff. But the football before that goal, they were olaying yeah, yeah. and knocking it round us in triangles. I think they've done it on match today. It's like three of their players, about eight of ours, and they're just going do do do. And it's yeah, it was it was really quite uh, concerning how I just I just find it you know this is actually away from from kind of management and tactics a little bit. I think sometimes as as a player, when you know it is a six pointer, really. You're at home, and the way it just felt like they wanted it more than us worried me. I didn't say I didn't see that with our group. I think we've always shown togetherness. We've always shown that fighting spirit, um, regardless of results. And I felt like from as soon as they scored the first goal, really, we looked like, yeah. and you just kind of thought, come on, let's stand up and be counted a little bit. I didn't see enough of them. You're a bit more experienced heads. You're, you know, you're Lloyd Kelly. I know he's young, but experienced head in the Premier League. You're, you're Jefferson Lermas. So stand stand up and go. Look, 
you know, we're in a big yeah. dogfight here. Let's let's put it in and um, at least you know at least show a bit of pride. But yeah, they were opening us up at will. I Felt mean, a little look, bit for Maps. He was exposed a lot in that second he, half. He he really was, and he had the freedom of the park for now. He must have thought, wow. I mean, when he actually connected with the ball, mm. there was no one near him. Well, it's probably because our right backs and a, a winger, mate, in yeah. Jay Nantley. He's not going to be in that that no, role, exactly. is he? That's right. Um, but yeah, it is one of them. You're going to get caught when you we throw it down. It's the game's over anyway. But yeah, good collection from him uh, for sure. And then they nearly had five. They nearly had five. Yeah, exactly. By which point had you left at that point? I mean, look, there's yeah. there is debate on Twitter. The, you yeah, know, there's always debate about you know leaving early and stuff. And mm. you know, look, there are certain debates that happen in football where. Uh, Spurs fans half of them want refunds and stuff so these are the things that just all personal decisions so I decided just to get over to the fan cams Mm. to go early and Paul Kenwood was sat on that rock just just where we go I don't know how long he was there for but Mm. uh, he he looked very despondent and it just had a very subdued feel the whole the whole game I thought I thought West Ham to their credit were actually superb superb some people on Twitter after the Spurs game, saying um, we should be apologising to Gary O'Neill. Um, so should he be apologising to us or should they be apologising to us after that? These things happen time and time again. There's this swing. It's like a pendulum with how we're feeling at the moment. But the yeah. fact that it's swinging one way and the other so badly week after week mm. probably suggests there is a wider conversation to be had yeah. about the direction of our club and the, the head coach mm. going forward. Because um, whilst he, he managed to silence some critics, again... It's come to the fore this week. Some people have said bad day at the office. Some people have said, look, it's the players that uh, ultimately take responsibility with what happens on the pitch. Yes, absolutely. But the thing is, sometimes I do feel as though, how do we know? How do we know that the players that we've got, are are they being sort of strangled a little bit by his tactics? Are they being held back? You don't know, do we? In contrast, there was a Newcastle, and I don't want to mention his name, but you saw that tweet from, oh, um, from a Newcastle fan saying, how on earth is Eddie getting all of this juice out of the players? And it seems to be like we've got it the other way around sometimes. Like, we'll never know. It feels like how things are at the moment. We'll never really know how capable our players no, really, truly not. are. And no. I don't want their careers to be stunted. No, maybe not. And, and as I say, I think I, I saw someone say, um, which I thought was a good point, it's... It's, regard, it's not actually the fact of, you know, Gary's got to take the job and Gary's learning on the job. He is clearly learning on the job. He would say that. He's new, brand new to, to football management. Are we in a position to have the luxury of getting a manager to learn on the job in the Premier League? In a, I don't think so. I thought it was a weird decision at the time and I, I wouldn't change that even if he win every game. I'd still think it's a weird decision. Well, it is considering all this longer. And the amount we splashed and it, hopefully it should get us over the line. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you can... Yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion at the end of the day, mate. And people that are back in fair play to you. I just, I, I look at it individually, and you go, okay, forget you. You play like you did against Tottenham, and you win. As a collective, we're gonna, we're gonna praise them. Mm. We perform yeah. like we did against West Ham. As a collective, we're gonna criticise them. It's no one more than the other. I think, unfortunately, you just, yeah, you put a few opinions out there. People go, you know, oh, what about last week? I thought he was brilliant last mm. week. Well, no, but it's a fluid, it's a fluid thing. It doesn't have it to is. be. You don't have to be stubborn in your opinions. And there are some people that are very stubborn with backing him, which, you know, which is absolutely fine. And, you know, you're very, mm. you know, I admire you for for being that staunch. But the thing is, um, absolutely. it's it's not that great to watch. And that was that was up there with one of the worst performances of the I season. Do, I do opinion. wonder if sometimes, because um, people that watch watched for a while will know that I, I, was tr- I was really, I was trying to be that, I was 
uh, called two positive at times, trying to get when when Eddie left and we got Jason in. I think it was more that I think whoever's coming in after Eddie is going to be difficult. Let's try. And I look back at it now and I go, I wonder if it's because we weren't in the stadium, to be honest. And it's even though you're still watching it, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, because it didn't work, did it? He, he no. won't. He won't good enough um, as a, as, a, as a head coach, and obviously he ended up getting the sack for it. Um, and I can, in hindsight, say, yeah, yeah, I was wrong there. He, I thought he'd, we'd do a better job. But I wonder if it's because I wanted the stadium. Because right now, you just you mentioned um, just then about leaving early and stuff. I think, I think virtually every season, I can't really remember. I would probably say if someone asked me if I was on a lie detector, I'd go, I don't think I left any game early. Mm. This season, definitely four times I've left yeah. early. Yeah. When I say early, it's like a minute or two. Yeah. But I never do that. And I, it might be me becoming a grumpy old man, maybe. I'm getting a bit older. But I and, and would I have done that if we were in the stadium when Jason was manager? Potentially, because we weren't in the stadium. So, you know, that's got to be um, kind of a side note there. But that's my concern at the moment. I'm getting a little bit worried that I'm leaving early because I don't like booing, but I can't clap when I'm watching. I don't really want to be in there when it's a bit toxic and people maybe boo. I just I don't like it. It's not a nice feeling, is it, when you love your football club and you think, oh, God, it's horrible. Um, but... I can't, I find it really difficult. And I'm, I was saying to you, I know there's been a few exceptions as we keep saying, but I've found home games so, so difficult this season. I find them so dull, so flat, so boring. And I, most of the time I'm, clock, I'm kind of looking at the clock, just I find, find it, it really dull. I, I Yeah, I, I find it really hard. And I know they're, they're trying and they're trying lots of different sort of combinations yeah. of, of video montages and songs and stuff. I think we had a bit of the Killers. We had a bit of Hey Jude last time, and you know, very different to to previous weeks. Obviously, it always culminates in Nonny doing his Red Army. Yeah. But as soon as that Red Army's finished, it's like mm. it's so it's so so quiet. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a there's a bigger conversation that stems from this about when when we do get a new stadium, yeah. like the the importance of having all the singers all in one place because it feels like the North Stand is like where it all starts and it, where it should start. There, there was a little bit of singing in the South Stand, but I don't know, a lot of people, and I'm not criticising you if you don't sing, but sometimes I think just like, why not Why not join in and just, just get that. behind them? Because you're in the North Stand for a reason, right? Otherwise, you might as well be in the East Stand or the Main Stand. Like, why, why not get behind the boys? Because it shows mm. how much the players feed off what happens, but we've had this conversation time we and time have. again. We're a, we're a very reactive rather than proactive yeah, not, fan base. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to kind of um, take myself away from that because obviously I sit in the North Stand and I'm trying to think because I'm one of the ones that you know, tries, to, tries to sing out before the game. And then I think about it, I go, no, actually, I am one of the ones at fault. When it's when you're 2-3-0 down in the first half and there's someone's trying to do an alley alley I'm sometimes I'm there. Yeah. And I find it, and you know, sometimes it is is hard. I get it because I'm one of the people that do it. You you find it difficult to then because you're not seeing little moments, no. even a crunching tackle or yeah. something, just to get you going. That gives you some belief, and I think yeah. that's that's the that's the problem. So, what was different in this game? Like, why was it in the Spurs game that after they went one 0 up, we we had a bit of belief? I think it's because two minutes after Christie had a shot, we had a good move with Vinia, mm. and then Christie had a shot, so we showed some intent. Whereas this one. We didn't straight away, and I think it was just compounded by the fact that West Ham went and added their second. So yeah. we we didn't ever really get into the game. By that point, I think the game was done. The game was done so early, it felt yeah. And like that's the first time we that's the first time I've ever felt by half time we are totally out of game. Mm. Okay, obviously when you're playing the likes of Man City and Arsenal, their quality means that yeah, you yeah. are likely to be out of the game. But the scoreline mm. was actually would actually suggest we still got a chance. But it, with that against West Ham United. Mm, who are having a poor season and I think my my general concern in terms of the performance of the opposition a lot of it was I know we, we did say it in the preview didn't we it could go either way and obviously the momentum of their win 
on Thursday uh, evidently helped them. But I I struggled to see how why they looked fitter, why yeah. they looked more energetic all over the pitch. I, I struggled to work that one out because I wouldn't say we're an unfit team. I wouldn't say we're a slow team. Um, and I, I don't get that because they've played a few days ago. Uh, we've had a long time. I, I don't... Yeah, I, I won't have that. I, I felt at times they were first to every 50-50 and that's where we should, regardless of quality, we should have an edge physically um, with the fact they've only just played and a lot of them players played. So that was frustrating. But yeah, we could all do our bit a little bit more, mate. Um, but yeah, as I say, I don't really know. Um, obviously, you, you shot off for the fan cams as well and um, I did uh, near the end. and So I'm not sure how bad it was at full time. Um, but apparently there were boos and uh, yeah, yeah that surprised me. Not overly pretty. But I always remember, I always remember like the the Burnley game, the cup where it was quite. Um, that was when Lloyd had a bit of stick and it was quite toxic in there. And I stayed to the end. And I remember thinking it just made me feel uncomfortable. So I think subconsciously when I see that coming, I think I want to get out because I don't. Yeah. And I don't want my emotions to get to get the better of me. You know when you're in the moment, and I don't want to just in the moment react and start booing us because I think I'm not. I don't like doing that. Get myself out of there because I'm really annoyed at the moment. I might start booing. I don't and, want to. And plus, I don't want someone who's got a secret camera just like turn around and like yeah, share booing, booing and posting away, yeah. on Twitter. Back <laughs> of the net thinks this. It's not what we're about. We we want to be constructive. Hence why we do these shows. Mm. Sometimes I think they may come across a bit negative, and there may be even people from the club that watch this and think, oh, that that came across a bit mm. negative. But it's only how how the fans feel. And I've had a good. I've had a few good. Sorry, to, to, I just yeah. I had a few good debates. Like half time and stuff with um, some Bournemouth fans who are great and say they watch the channel and really enjoy it and stuff and there was some that were really downbeat and then there was others there was another chap sorry I can't remember his name who was chatting to who's, who's one of them that's very let's just get we here to the end of the season let's get you know we're so negative we're so down yeah. and I was kind of said so I totally get your point but then equally you've kind of we, we're not cheerleaders and you've got to look into it and it was it was a really good like kind of debate and chat how I can see every little point yeah, and, and we're trying to cover that as a whole aren't we we're not speaking on behalf of everyone but we're trying to cover different bits and the mood amongst the families as best we can I suppose mm. so on Twitter we asked and mm. myself and Tom will, will comment on what on what we see here so we asked whether the game and the result concerns them whether it's just a blip and we asked uh, them to say you know what what we're getting right and what we're getting wrong um, Adam was the first person who came in to say no way was it a blip people seem to be suddenly forgetting that we went 10 games without a win not long ago um, Cherry Aid said it was to be expected Gary O'Neill is a rookie who's won 28% of the Premier League games he's been in charge of he's lost 50% of them of the 50% lost I put 100% down to poor tactics slash in-game management we also concede 1.6 goals per game unacceptable John, West Ham was always going to be a tough game, which I was pretty sure we would lose. Saints could be horrible as well if they play like they did against Arsenal. So, so John's sort of saying, OK, well, West Ham was always going to be a tough game. Well, in that case, given Spurs' form, that was always going to be an easy game. Yeah, so do you criticise one and then not the other? I mean, you know. Yeah, you're going, to have, you're going to have tough games at any point in, in the Premier League, of course. And I think, yeah, West Ham was never going to be an easy game, I think. I don't think anyone was thinking, oh, we've been time, we're at home in West Ham, this will be a walkover. I think we all knew it was a tough game. And I think um, John was it. I think he's uh, trying to be as balanced as he can there, yeah, which, I, which, I, which I appreciate. It wasn't going to be an easy game. And like you say, we've got six points out of the last three. If we, if we weren't like that, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, Simon said, same errors where certain teams with good planning and application will find us out. That's the concern. We were found out. But that is all, he says. And this kind of makes me think about, like, surely if you're an opposition manager, you know how to play against Bournemouth, given all the mistakes that we make. Yeah, well... I, I, you know what to do. You know what to do if you're Ruben Sellers. Yeah, yeah. And he was obviously, like we mentioned at the start, he was in the, he was in the crowd. Um, I think I would just go, right, get my big man up top, play for set piece a little bit. 
actually don't sit back let them have the ball mm. let them have the ball look at them with all the possession they're, they're blooming much better when they don't have it mm. let them have the ball frustrate them break away win a few set pieces put some put balls in the box as early as you can get a big man up there and yeah it's it's kind of a little bit too easy to to hurt us and West Ham have shown that because they've scored virtually all their goals against us in two games with set pieces one person I admire is David Cordell in Washington who says uh, what went wrong everything but let's put it behind us and beat Southampton and Leeds David you were saying that when we lost to Chelsea let's put it behind us let's go to the next game (laughs) but you know what fair play for that optimism I love that from you Aaron Kay Aaron said uh, leaving the Gary O'Neill debate aside I still have a fundamental issue with playing Smith and Kelly together as orthodox fullbacks. Neither like to or are able to bomb forward and overlap. That has been such a recipe for our success in the past. I feel for the wingers with no support. And he's got a point based on what effect Vina had at Spurs. I mean, Mm. his average position was basically halfway through their half. Yeah, it is difficult. I totally appreciate that. But I I do also remember times of the season where it was, say, Zamora mm. um, playing at left back who would certainly give you whip from bottom yeah. on and then the questions are he's not good enough defensively we need to put Kelly there and also it's, the you, way the West Ham play with the low yeah. block means that it's very difficult for them to get it was so congested up there. it was and actually if you look at kind of average lists and stuff Kelly was trying to get mm. forward in the in the first half he's probably just not as, as capable of doing it as like a Zamora or a Vina. but um, yeah I think them questions I totally appreciate but you, you're gonna, just going to get the other side of it if you played someone that's too advanced at left back it's going to be oh we're getting caught again because yeah. Jay-Z was, all it was when we were playing Jay-Z was he's not Enough defensively, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, and Kelly's good, better defensively, but not as good going forward. Yeah, true. You're not always going to have the complete player when you're when you're picking up. You're not one of the top teams, so you're always going to have to try and work away around it. I guess. AFCB Matt said West Ham come flying out of the blocks against us yesterday. In credit to them, simple mistakes cost us, and the whole zonal marking thing has to be looked at in the summer. Tommy. Still with five wins in ten, that's good form for a team down here. No need to panic. Everyone always said West Ham were too good to go down. We were just unfortunate to play them when they've clicked into gear. They still play Leeds and Leicester. Let's hope they beat them too. Mark said, bad day at the office. We all have them. Move on. Philip Sterling said, as a lower half team in this league, we need to win our way. We're effectively done after ten minutes yesterday when the second goes in. Just shows how... We overrate momentum in football. Each game is unique. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's not, yeah. that's not a bad shout. I can't remember what manager. There was a some sort of thing I was watching the other day. Actually, I can't actually remember. It might have even been um, Ainsworth QPR. Mm. Um, but was, there was a manager that was saying that he doesn't doesn't give all that into momentum because because mm. every game's individual. Blah blah. Like, there is a, there is a point to be made on that. I think um, it does make me laugh sometimes. So this is no disrespect to whoever said it, but you hear a lot now, which I get, and there is probably a point to say that that. West Ham are always too good to go down. I remember a few months ago, everyone going, well, Leicester are always going to be too good to go down. But no one says that when we play. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like we keep changing our mind and lose too too good to be go down. And I remember when we did the predictions not long ago on the remaining games. I kept, I thought Leeds Leeds will have too much. I've changed already. That is is the Premier League and that's, look how bad they are defensively. And I thought they'd win own games and they've been absolutely smashed at us. So (laughs) it's going to change a lot. But I think this kind of, they're too good to go down anyway. I think let's let's park that a little bit. It was a big game and they turned up and we didn't. FPL Commander said, are some of us getting carried away by the Spurs result or what? Look at how Spurs were doing at Newcastle yesterday and how we defended crosses and set pieces. We still got lots to do if we want to stay in this league. Bernaldo said, don't get me wrong, the performance wasn't great, but this season West Ham are an underperforming team and in recent weeks they've picked it up with one loss in six, picking up good draws against Arsenal and Villa. Scub said, lads, we need one win, yet everyone is throwing their toys out the pram. Are we? 
Oh, are we know. throwing our toys out the pram? Has he got a point? I mean, how can, the thing is, we're trying to. Maybe we are. I know. It, I know it goes into a larger point probably too quickly. Um, I'm. I'm uh, certainly one for doing that. You start talking about a game, and then quickly you realise you're talking about recruitment picture. and yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. When really, but if if we're saying right now this second look on the game against West Ham at home, which we just lost four 0 mm. what are we supposed to yeah, do? You know what I mean? It's um. But yeah, I I, I appreciate this. It's all opinions, and you're always going to have a bit of to and fro when you when you're having kind of the inconsistencies we are with performances and results, mate. Um, for sure. Chris said, uh, concerned about the vulnerability to crosses. Neto seemed reluctant to come, mm. but what do I know? He did th- then add, he's dumbfounded by the criticism of Gary O'Neill. We're better off than he expected at this point. Gary deserves credit. And, mate, we are better off. Take a look at the league table. We've seen it earlier. We're in a better league position than we... I mean, we would have certainly, at the start of the season, ripped your arm off to be in this position with that many games to go. But is mm. that because... We didn't know about the investment at that point in time at the start of the yeah, season. Oh, I, I find it... I don't know, it's just like, as I say, it's just just my personal opinion. I mean, like, Newcastle fans would be so annoyed oh. now if they didn't make the Champions League. Yeah, start of the season, they'd have probably been happy with top ten. I mean, Arsenal's a, a good shout for that as well, isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> yeah, so expectations change. But, yeah, I just, just a, like I say, it's just a personal opinion that I just... I, I find it really difficult to accept this kind of... Oh, we were predicted to come twentieth. Look at our squad. I'm going, I, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree. We had a good squad coming into the season. Good, I'd say, one that should be able to compete to stay up. And then we spent nearly hundred million in January. We got some bloody good player. I don't agree that we've got a bad squad. I and we don't were some agree. of the biggest spenders in that window as well. Yeah, we were top five, I think, minimum. But yeah, I, I just disagree with this. Not and people keep saying, yeah, but everyone predicted us to come twentieth. Well, everyone predicted Fulham to come nineteenth. Mm. And our squad, if you want to talk about money and size of the squad and oh look at our squad well it costs more than Brighton's it costs more than Brentford's you know what are we talking mm. about I, I, I don't like I think this is still that thing in the back of our heads that's a little bit like we're little old Bournemouth and we are to a you know we have got the smallest head and we have got this and that our squad's not that bad and if you had said what we five clear currently mm. uh, five clear relegation if you had said to me at the start of the season um, we're going to be five clear um, in April but in January we spend over 50 million quid yeah. Where we're five clear, would you take that? I go, yeah, that's probably where I'd expect. Yeah. So I'm not going. We are in an absolute hell of a space. Yeah. Of course not. But I don't think this thing of we should be twenty points worse off. Yeah. Because we're Bournemouth. We have got a good squad, in my opinion. There's players that can't get in that squad that would get in a lot of teams near the bottom. I'm telling you now. I there's some players I know. Eddie. Oh, I don't want to about Eddie. I know he. We all know what he does with players. They're third in the league. Longstaff, Willock, Jacob Murphy. Have been starting for them. They wouldn't start for us, player for player. Mm. I'm telling you now, what Eddie's done for them has made them better, and they, yeah. now they would. But the start of the season, you would not take Jacob Murphy, Murphy over Marcus Tavernier. No, no, you would not take Sean Longstaff over Jefferson Lerma. Absolutely They're third. Nice, so if you want to start talking about squad, we can go through every individual one and go. Well, I'd rather Kiefer Moore very rarely gets on our substitutes bench at the moment. Mm. Not in the Forest of bringing on Sam Surridge. Yeah, but there you are. Yeah, I, I just, I just think there needs to be a little bit of perspective at times. That the, our squad is not as bad as we're making out, in my opinion. This is all yeah. my opinion. Okay. Philip Baxter. A little bit of a rant there, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? Shall I title this? Yeah. Rant. Tom Rant. <laughs> Philip Baxter said uh, West Ham didn't really have to work hard for their goals. Crosses into the box mm. equals goals. That's a worry going forward. Mm. Dreamweave said our passing was terrible and looked very unorganised at the back. West Ham let us play. We looked clueless around the box and went to playing the ball back from attacking areas and not giving it a go. Aging Cherry, for me, that was the worst defensive performance since Liverpool at Anfield. Disorganised, inept and completely lacking in driving energy. 
It had better be a blip. Vina should start over Kelly every game. And look, there are there are conversations from that that have emanated. Check our Twitter and tweeted replies. If you're not following us on Twitter, by the way, what are you doing? At AFCB Podcast. Tom, mm. people who support this channel mm, financially, like if they're a monthly member, they get mm. a little extra, don't they? By the way of your player rating show. Look, we'll go through the who scored rating. Uh, who do you think was who scored Ooh. AFC Bournemouth man of the match? So we had the highest rating. Yeah. So I'm going to go highest rating. I reckon it might have even been Mepham. Chris Mepham. And you would be nearly right. Oh. 6.8. Dom Solanke. On 6.9. Okay, maybe Obviously, ground covered, things like that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of stats. To this is all but, statistically based. Isn't but it? yeah, now talk me through your um, quick, you know, we'll just go through because we don't want to have this as a, as a you know, because it has to be exclusive for the Kofi members. Yeah, I won't go but, for anyone individual. Um, but some of the players that emerge with some credit for you and maybe ones yeah. that... Well, the reason... Quite... Yeah, sorry. The reason I said Mepham then and obviously that was why stats missed because I thought... Yeah, you've got to take into consideration we let in four goals. Yeah. He's part of the defence, set pieces, blah, blah, blah. But I just felt that actually in general, when you look at it, especially stats base, you go, he didn't actually give the ball away too much and he probably helped us out a few times and yeah. covered and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, he come out of a little bit of credit in terms of I don't think he was awful. Mm. Said about Rothwell in the first half, um, it wasn't too bad. And I felt Christie at least gave us a bit of energy. I don't think he was brilliant, but he at least tried to match their energy, whereas I felt everyone else was yeah. lethargic. I think the the two that probably stood out as the poorest two for me were Lloyd Kelly and Jack Stevens. Yep. But equally, I know there was a thing on there saying about Vina starting, and everyone's going to do that now. This is exactly what we say about game to game, because last week, everyone was going, Kelly was bloody brilliant. And that's the way it is. But again, this goes back to that wider point, which we're not going to go back into straight away, but Kelly probably thinks, oh, I'm left back. Oh, no, I'm left centre back. Yeah, Am I playing right. a four? Am I playing a five? Yeah, yeah. And I think, and Tavernier, is he a wing back? Is he playing in the front three? Is he playing central? And I don't think this helps. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought, um, unfortunately, I thought Kelly and Stevens were particularly particularly bad. A few that were pretty average. Most of them were below par. But yeah, I thought in general, I'd probably say Stevens and Kelly, games to forget. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go Mepham, Christie and, and maybe Rothwell that weren't too bad. Dango had a little bit of an impact. Yeah. Come on. Tavernier, you gave a, well, I'm going to tell yeah. the score, four. And... I was just thinking his when, expectations are high by the way yeah, it does and make a difference he's our like, star man because of his versatility mm. but shouldn't we centre around his strengths rather than just put him in positions where yeah. he can slot in week in week out because it seems to be if he is our star man why why wouldn't you concentrate on where he's best I do wonder if sometimes that's even affected his career in general um, being so versatile because I know a lot of Borough fans because um, I spoke to when we signed him said that he was playing wing back for him a lot and I kind of look at it and go, yeah, I'm sure we've done a good job at wing-back and I know Borough liked him, but Borough had a really good player there that they could have utilised and I think they probably restrict him a little bit. If he was high up the pitch, Borough might have been high up the pitch, you yeah, know, because yeah. he's got that in him. So, don't be wrong, I love Tav. I just thought he had a bad game. Uh, second goal, he gave the ball away. I thought he gave the ball away more than he normally does. And I think the other one that was a lot of people talk about was um, was Lerma, who I know everyone knows I love him. Yeah. And he was below par, by the way, for his high standards. Yeah. But everyone was talking like he was the worst player on the pitch. I don't. I have. I genuinely haven't looked at this stat thing. Have you still got it up the ratings they gave? Yeah. I bet he was one of our better ones. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that he probably does a lot of sideways pass. Okay, so he's probably about average, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he does a lot of sideways passing, which I think sometimes you want him to be a bit more penetrative. Yeah. And play for. I totally appreciate that um, for sure. But in general, if you watch the game, you wouldn't say he was one of our worst players. No. I think it's because we think he's that 
and he certainly was below par. Um, but yeah, that was just my general feeling. But no one comes out with too much credit, unfortunately. And uh, if you're on the Telegram group, this uh, is posted after every game. Tom Jordan's exclusive player rating show. And there's there's been some really interesting uh, sort of conversations that have emanated from that. Mm. Peter North said, I think you've got it just about right. I think Moy's got his tactics spot on and obviously did his homework. He thought that you were a little harsh on Adam Smith as he was isolated on the right-hand side. Um, there are some other people as well saying, should we maybe give, uh, either give Gary O'Neill a score as well in your player rating show? Why not? Look, if you want to become part of our Telegram community, I'm not going to... For this show... We've just, we've just kind of sounded out this player rating show, but um, we'll, we'll be asking for more yeah. input and we'll be echoing it more on the show. It's so trying to get that... Uh, really interesting debates happening here, by the way. Yeah, wow. I don't... Wow. Yeah, you don't want to be... Um, quite, it's, it's trying to get that trying to get that balance sometimes because you're not trying to be like, oh, this is you know, this is behind the, the paywall, so to speak. Mm. But equally, I think you, these... You know, everyone that watches, thank you very much, but the, the people that, you know... Yeah, so you can do a was it three pound a month you can do yeah, three pound a month. Um, the people that have supported us and a lot of them supported us for a long long time yeah, by yeah. the way and lets us as you say um, as, as we you know mentioned a lot of the time with the, with the cameras and all that stuff that keeps us yeah. going oh, um, you've kind of there is part of you that thinks you've got to give something you know what I mean just for them yeah, to kind yeah. of say you know fact, I really appreciate it so yeah just doing that at the moment and we're, we're open to more ideas on, on stuff like that and we try to give a little bit and also we've got to try and fit the time as well there's a lot of, we've got another game on Thursday I know it's ridiculous our content schedule I yeah. put out on Twitter the other week oh my god the other <laughs> day how are we going to find the time but yeah everyone that, um, that does donate on Kofi uh, we truly appreciate it if you are uh, a monthly subscriber to the Telegram group and in that yeah like I say we'll, we'll post a load of extra content including Tom's show mm. um, we'll just Briefly chat about the weekend's results, mate. I mean, Friday night, thank God Arsenal came back against Saints. Because I was thinking, if Saints hold on here, they oh, will be bang up for it on Thursday. And, you know, given our result mm. on Sunday, they'll be smelling blood somewhat. And I don't want to be going to St Mary's where they are on it. Because, relieved, I don't know, I've got a funny feeling about them. Oh, um, maybe that's deflated them a little bit. I don't quite know. So but there's not many games where both teams are that deflated afterwards. Arsenal yeah. and Southampton, it was cutting for them both. But, yeah, I was, I was actually in a... Uh, we said Celebrating um, Keefe T, um, who most people watch channel will know, um, and his birthday. So we, yeah. we went for a few drinks, stuff like that. So and we were going, oh my god! And luckily there was a bit of a celebration at the end, and we were like, thank god for that. But credit to Sam Adler, by the way, put yeah, up a yeah. fight like that. Very very similar to how we did there. I know we lost, mm. um, but how he scored. I think they got was it about twenty seconds they scored. Yeah, yeah, I mean we done we done a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then just couldn't quite hang on because Arsenal were a good team. But yeah, that was one. And I think, but I think in general it was only Leicester. Mm. that got that win one that really obviously West Ham to beat us apart from that results were pretty alright for us yeah, yeah. Um, I was a bit concerned about maybe like Leeds getting something against the Fulham team on the beach luckily Fulham done us a favour Palace and Everton drawing was, was pretty decent as well and Forest put up a fight at Anfield yeah they did um, yeah. luckily Liverpool just got over the line um, for us, so yeah, it wasn't a disaster of a weekend in that sense. I think I think we we, we may be in the fortunate position by the time the season ends of their being three worst teams in the league, yeah, yeah I thought um, that, yeah. and I, but I, you know, I think we're better than seventeenth. I do think we're better than seventeenth. Yeah. So hopefully we can demonstrate that against Saints and also Leeds, which is, I mean, if we don't beat Saints, it it cranks up the pressure on Leeds on a bank holiday weekend when it's nearing May. What could go wrong? <laughs> Oh, Looking mate. forward this to that. This is such a big week, isn't it? It's a huge week. Look, thank you, however you've consumed this, whether it's uh, on YouTube or on the audio football. pod. Hmm? I, don't, I don't know if I like football anymore. 
Mate, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Honestly. I've already got. I've, I mean, I've already got a mood disorder. I don't need these performances every week. God, I'm all over the place. Yeah. But thank uh, you for watching. Yeah, thank you for watching. And uh, mm. look, we've tried to be level-headed where where we can. It probably doesn't always come across like that. But thank you again for all your input. And uh, yeah. Stay tuned because later on this week, the Saints preview will be dropping and then see you at Yates's or wherever we're going for pre-match drinks. I don't know where it is. There could be a number of places that yeah. we go to. You know like you know us, we usually go to one that's a little bit... We try, don't we? We'll we, tr we try. Other cherries and... We'll see you the next one. We'll be fine. Fun the chatting. <laughs> Why do I feel like tired after doing a second look? <laughs> <laughs> so Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.